are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. We'll introduce you to a guy named Keith Vorkink on today's podcast. He has been appointed the new Advancement Vice President at Brigham Young University, which oversees the BYU Athletic Department. An important post when it comes to what's going on with the BYU Athletic Department. We'll talk about him, introduce you to his background, etc. on today's show. We'll also talk about uh, BYU basketball. Did Mark Pope send one of the living legends of comedy in our day and age into his career? We'll talk about that and also catch you up with the latest when it comes to the return of sports nationwide. Some of the states where the COVID-19 pandemic has hit the hardest, apparently are open to reopening their sports leagues in the near future. We'll talk about that as well on today's show. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and get $10 off your first order. These protein bars that taste like a candy bar, they're absolutely phenomenal. So check them out. BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off. Also brought to you today, we'll give a shout out to our good friends at All Guard Pest Control as well. And we'll tell you about both of those companies as today's show rolls on. With that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 19th, 2020. guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thanks again for joining us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. And when I say daily, I mean that sincerely. We are with you guys five days a week, Monday through Friday, talking BYU sports. A big thank you to all of you who have supported this podcast amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of you working from home, kind of adjusting to work from home life. And it's not easy to kind of fit in podcasts, I feel like, when you're not commuting, etc. But I A big thank you to all of you who have supported this show. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as giving you insider information that you will not find anywhere else. So a lot of fun to be had here on this podcast. Make sure to hit that follow button if you're listening to us on Spotify or the subscribe button button on Apple Podcasts. That way you never miss a, a show. And essentially, we are available everywhere else. Podcasts are available, so follow along. That way you never miss out on what's going on here on the podcast. Kicking off today's show, let's talk about the new advancement vice president for the BYU football program and BYU athletic department by extension, and that is Keith Vorkink. He is the new advancement vice president at BYU, which oversees, among other things, the athletics department at BYU. He's replacing Matthew Richardson, who's been called to serve as a mission president for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Minnesota. In addition to overseeing BYU Athletics, Vorking's responsibilities include overseeing alumni and external relations, as well as BYU Broadcasting. So BYU TV is under his purview. And it's a very interesting post here because... If you've listened to this podcast in the past, I have always thought that BYU's athletic director, and I'm speaking of Tom Homo currently, uh, should report directly to the university president, which is Kevin J. Worthen, who himself is a former advancement vice president at BYU. Now, uh, at BYU, there is a hierarchy of how uh, things go, and as it stands, right now, Keith Vorkink, as he takes over as the advancement vice president, 
will now have Tom Homo reporting directly to him. And in turn, that goes up the food chain to Kevin J. Worthen and then to the Board of Trustees in Salt Lake City for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints when it comes to the decision-making process. Now, as I've said also previously in the past, I feel like there are too many hands in the pie when it comes to getting decisions made at the local level down in Provo. It has to go all the way up the food chain, it feels like, to Salt Lake before things are approved. And I get why they do the things that they do, but I feel like there are also a number of decisions coaching uh, hires, etc., that could be made and maybe stop at the level of Keith Vorkink and maybe Kevin Worthen at the very highest because I think they understand the mission and aims of the BYU football program and can ensure, okay, this is a guy that is going to uphold the standards of this program. Regardless, as it stands, Keith Vorkink is now, in essence, like the senior athletic director in a way for the BYU athletics department because uh, Tom Homa does direct directly report to him. What I do like about this role is that Keith Vorking comes from the Marriott School of Management, the Marriott School of Business at Brigham Young University. He spent his career so far working in the business field. He's an economics and finance guy. And in this day and age of college sports, money matters most of all. I don't care any way you spin it, money is king, and that's plain and simple. I've got nothing bad to say about Matthew Richardson outside of the fact I just felt like he didn't necessarily have the expertise to deal with the big money that is in athletics. Obviously, there are other roles that are in that are tied into what you do as the advancement vice president. And Matthew Richardson, his background is in CES, the church education system, as well as uh, teaching at BYU's Department of Religion. And he did a great job. I think he, he did fine in his role. But what I like about the hire in today of the announcement, I guess, coming out earlier this week, yesterday, with Keith Vorkink, is he understands economics. He understands finance. He's been working at the Marriott School of Business. I understand the business of sports may not be his expertise, but he understands dollars and cents, the numbers that go into things, and here's hoping that can help BYU as they move forward. You would hope a guy like Keith Vorkin can understand, you know what, the, the programs that make us the most money, and I'm speaking of BYU football, they deserve the most funding. It can't be just, well, BYU football gets this share of the pie, where other programs in the BYU athletic department get an equal share of the pie, which it feels like it's been in the past. If you're the program that's the big dog on campus, and I'm speaking mainly of BYU football and men's basketball, where they bring in the majority of the money made for the BYU athletic department, invest the most money in those programs. Let them benefit from the fact that they are making the money. In the past, it's felt like BYU football in particular has been looked at as a redheaded stepchild for the BYU football program and has not been able to use the funds that it, it makes for the athletic department that it probably deserves to have, and it's hampered them. There's been more investment in the BYU football program of late, I will admit. You're seeing guys like analysts being hired on at BYU football, but I also understand... Let me get to this before I make another statement. I also understand that right now, amidst the COVID-19 pandemic, the squeeze is on all athletic departments around the country. Money is much more tight now, and I think that's why you saw the announcements last week of both uh, Jason Ayu and Jack DeMooney as the new recruiting coordinators for BYU not include announcements of their replacements for their previous roles. They're going to have to carry on and wear multiple hats for the BYU football program. But 
whenever we pull out of this tailspin, it feels like we are in with the COVID-19 pandemic. I hope a guy like Keith Vorkin can work in concert with Tom Homo and understand that, you know what? We need more personnel in the BYU football program if we are going to be the stated ambition of the football program is to be a, a world-class football program, be a top-level football program, a Power 5 caliber program. Well, guess what? In this day and age, like I said, money matters most of all in college sports. You've got to invest the money. And here's hoping a guy with the background that Keith Vorkink has, having worked in the business realm, having multiple degrees in the business field, he understands, you know what? This is a program that makes the majority of the cash that flows into this athletic department. It deserves the lion's share of that money going back into it and invest in BYU football because if you want to be the big dog that BYU football fans want you to be and that you've said you want to be, well, guess what? you got to invest some more cash into it, and here's hoping that that, that pays off. But a big congratulations to Keith Vorkink coming over from the Marriott School of Business, where he will take over now as the Advancement Vice President at BYU. And by all reports and talking with people around BYU, it's been a well-received hire. So here's hoping that it pays off and it can help a program like BYU football, and in addition to all the other sports in the BYU Athletic Department, but I think especially football can get some added investment into it and hopefully can pay off in the form of wins, etc. for the Cougars down the road. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk a little bit more about the reopening of sports. Some states where I thought it would be the last states to open up when it came to having athletic contests are saying that they could open up their doors to sports in the near-term future. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, title sponsor of Locked On Cougars as well as the entire Locked On Podcast Network this month is our good friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is an impressive company. I have to say, guys, I have loved what I have found out from them. The best part is, is if you uh, have any taste that you want in terms of your protein bar, Built Bar likely has the answer for you. They have protein bars that taste like a candy bar. They're soft and easy to chew, and I swear, these are the best protein bars I've ever had. My wife, who I've said in the past on this podcast, was a former college athlete in her own right, said that when she tried these, why, why didn't we have these when I was playing a high-level sports? Because they are absolutely delicious. They're covered in 100% chocolate. And the best part is you don't have to worry about any allergies. They have both nut flavors and nut-free flavors. The orange uh, chocolate cream is one of my favorite flavors, and it's a non-nut flavor. They also make all of their uh, bars in a nut-free facility, so you don't have to worry about the cross-contamination, etc. They are absolutely incredible. And Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal that can help you lose weight like a guy like myself i'm pretty husky i need to lose some weight they can help you do that and also help you maintain weight maintain your weight if you need to do that while indulging in a delicious treat all of their bars are low calorie low sugar but high in protein and high fiber they are reinventing what the protein bar can be with built bar guys it's an absolutely phenomenal company and the best part is a local company here in the state of utah so you're supporting the local economy when you support built bar go to builtbar.com learn more about them remember to use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n you'll get ten dollars off your first order. Use the promo code locked on once again. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com, guys. I'm telling you, the best protein bars I have ever had. And that is our good friends at Built Bar, a proud sponsor of us here on Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. 
As many of you know, and if you don't, you must be living under a rock. We've all been under quarantine rules, it feels like, for the better part of two months at this point, and for good reason. Obviously, the COVID-19 pandemic, this coronavirus, it's, it is deadly. There's no doubt about that. We're seeing the numbers go up each and every day. Here in the state of Utah, I give credit to our state public health leaders. They've done a great job helping curb the the spread of this virus by and large, and it's been fun to see. But there's been a lot of debate about when sports are going to be back on campus. Uh, BYU itself made an announcement last week that uh, that is currently studying a number of options for fall semester. It says, ideally, the university would like for all of its students, faculty, and staff to be on campus learning together and working on plans that we can hopefully make that happen in some form. But they said they may not have a final decision on if students will be back on campus in Provo during fall semester, so coming up the end of August, early uh, September, until July. Now, you're probably wondering, okay, this is old news, Jake. Why are you bringing this up? Well, the good news that came out yesterday is that three of the states that have been hit the hardest, including the two that have been absolutely hit the hardest by the COVID-19 pandemic, have said that they are planning on reopening their state to having sports back in them in the near-term future. Uh, The governors of the respective states of New York, California, and Texas have all said that they want to see sports back in action as soon as May 31st in the case of Texas. I, uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, said yesterday that he could see sports back by June 1st in California. Obviously, there have been a lot of talk about California because it shut down a number of its different uh, precincts, I guess you should say. What we call them? Cities? I don't know. San Francisco's been under lockdown for a long time. They have the stay-at-home orders for a, for a number of months. Uh, L.A. County last week making headlines that they may extend their stay-at-home orders until for at least a few more months, which could absolutely affect programs like USC, UCLA, etc. But to hear a guy like Gavin Newsom say he wants to see pro sports, and this is more in a pro sports context, back without fans, and that's the one uh, caveat, is that all of these governors are saying no fans in the stands for the time being. But the fact that they're saying they want to see sports back in action in the near-term future, we're talking the end of this month, 10 days out or so, uh, as early as June 1st. I think it's a fantastic development, and I think that should help college football hopefully get on the field this fall and play out their season relatively normally. Obviously, I think it could be delayed a week or two. A lot of these coaches, I think Kalani Sitake is among them, feel like that just the four-week uh, training camp model, especially after missing all of the off-season workout time that the football programs around this country have missed out on, necessar- won't necessarily be the ideal fit. A lot of them would like to see eight weeks or six weeks at minimum. Well, here's the thing. If I'm the NCAA, I'd put into legislation right now, you know what? If everything's a go, we are opening up fall camps at middle of July. You can go all the way up until the season starts, practice however many times a week, three, four times a week, one day of practice, uh, one practice a day because uh, double day practices have been done away with the NCAA bylaws in recent years. But I think the good news is coming out of all of this is that uh, BYU is being very cautious, obviously, like everybody else is, about uh, when they'll return students to campus to ensure the safest environment for all parties. I absolutely understand that. But the fact that you're seeing some of the states and California and New York State among them 
absolutely getting hammered by this COVID-19 pandemic. The fact that their governors are saying, hey, we're open to reopening sports here in the near future. That's a very positive development. It should lead, I think, to some positivity, some uh, some thoughts. You know what? Maybe we are going to get a little bit back to normal in terms of the sports realm of things before too long. Obviously, there are a lot of hoops to jump through, a lot of questions still to be answered in that regard. I completely understand that. There are a lot of people who are still at risk. We're all still at risk, I guess I should say, without a vaccine uh, for this uh, COVID-19 virus. But I think the good news is, is that uh, some of the states where I thought sports would be the last thing, one of the last things to return to normal, are saying they want to reopen in the near-term future. Does that mean that it could boomerang on us where we open up and have sports going on and all of a sudden COVID-19 comes roaring back this summer or even on into the fall or winter? There's no guarantee that it isn't going to happen. I completely understand that. And that could cause another disruption of our regularly scheduled sports viewing habits this fall. I get that that could happen. But... A lot of us need sports back in our lives. They are a, they're kind of one of the guideposts that really help keep us grounded. Obviously, I draw my paycheck from the sports media world, covering sporting events, going to press conferences, covering athletic events. That's where I draw my paycheck each and every day from, and I'm, I'm be over the moon that I'm living my dream working in sports media with the Zone Sports Network. So I have a, I'm absolutely a bias when it comes to let's get sports back going here. Let's open it back up and see what's going. But I also understand that it's an important part of many people's lives to see these athletic contests going on. Leagues like the NBA, Major League Baseball, even the NFL to some degree at some point are going to be affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and they need to keep things as normalized as possible if they want to keep cashing the big checks they've been cashing. So I think it's good news is that the governors of some of these states that have been most hit by the COVID-19 pandemic believe at least uh, they obviously believe or they've been told that things are safe enough to reopen sports without fans in the stands for the time being and that's a positive development because I feel like a program like BYU who's saying that hey we may not be able to make a final decision on fall camp until July they're being very cautious and I respect them for that but I think they're able to sit back now and really wait and see how pro sports go about returning to normal and then make their determination. I think the good news is in regards to BYU football this fall, if things all go according to plan, you get leagues like the NBA, Major League Soccer, the NFL to a degree, uh, Major League Baseball, etc. If they all are able to come back and get back to playing and show, you know what, we can play without fans in the stands. We can have things going on here that help people kind of guide how they're going about their lives despite not being able to go to their favorite sporting events they're able to watch them on tv i think that's a positive positive development and it should lead to i think some thoughts you know what maybe we are going to get a little bit back to normal here this coming fall and football should be back in our lives and here's hoping this is my fingers crossed like i said i've got a bias for this i want to see sports back in my life but i'm overall just a sports fan before i am a sports media professional and i don't care if you guys know that or not i'm not gonna act like you know what sports results don't matter to me i'm not that type of guy 
I would wear my emotions on my sleeve. I am a sports fan. I am grateful every day I get to do what I do talking on this podcast with you guys about BYU sports and talking about kind of the wider world of sports with the Zone Sports Network work that I do uh, during my day job. But I'm hoping that sports are back, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that assessment. And feel free, if you guys want to weigh in on this, weigh in any time. The show is available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, our, our social media feeds. Follow us, Locked on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch if you want to weigh in there. You always can drop the show a note via email as well, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. All right, coming up here in just a second, we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Uh, Joel McHale, of course, of Community Fame, one of the best shows ever invented. You, you may disagree with me. You can argue, but you're wrong. Uh, but he had an interesting uh, tidbit about growing up and playing basketball against current BYU basketball coach Mark Pope. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, did want to give a shout-out to a good friend of mine, a guy that's been doing a lot of work with us here on the podcast in the past, and it's our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They're a local pest control company located in Utah County, but they're able to service anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. One of my favorite parts about All Guard Pest Control, and if you've listened to this podcast for the last year or so, you've heard me talk about All Guard. They don't believe in door-to-door salesmen. All Guard's never going to show up on your door and say, hey, you want us to spray for your bug? Sign this contract, blah, 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 blah. They offer two unique programs, though, with All Guard. One, they have a quarterly pest control program, which is great for people who don't ever want to see a pest or any of those creepy, crawly things in their home. They come out once every three months, make sure your home is treated, have that barrier up to keep the creepy, crawly things on the outside while you're on the inside. But they also have one-time services, so you don't need to sign a long-term contract for just a one-time treatment. They will treat your house and then leave you alone. They're not going to make you sign something that says, you know what, we need to come back out for X number of follow-up visits to make sure things are safe. That's not how they go about things. They also use the safest products in the industry. They're rated for daycares, hospitals, restaurants, kennels, and vets. They're absolutely phenomenal and their online reviews are 100% incredible. You can Google them. All Guard Pest Control. They're the best of the best and they're a local company here in the state of Utah. Give them a call. 801-851- one one eight one two. We love having these guys on board with us, and wanted to give them a shout out on today's podcast. So if you have any pest control needs, give All Guard Pest Control your business, a local company. Call them eight zero one eight five one one eight one two, and let them know that Locked On Cougar sent you when you call All Guard Pest Control, a proud sponsor with us here on Locked On Cougars. If any of you have ever watched Joel McHale, you know he's one of the better comedians of our modern age, obviously hosting all kinds of shows across a number of networks. The Soup uh, is one of the more notable ones. My favorite, one of my favorite shows of all time was Community. I thought it was comedic genius. It had so many funny people on it. Ken Jeong uh, was in it, as well as multiple other comedians, including Joel McHale, who was the lead in that show. It is a show I have gone back and watched multiple times in its entirety and I absolutely love it. But maybe, just maybe, Mark Pope had a role in getting Joel McHale to go into comedy. Let's let you hear from this. This is a conversation that Joel McHale was having with some of his comedian buddies, including Ken Jeong. I think some other comedians were on this, but this is an interesting tidbit about Joel McHale and his growing up in the state of Washington and his high school basketball career. I played high school basketball on a pretty good team in Washington State, and I was always like, oh, we're, we're good. I got in. I didn't get in too much. That's how good we were. Thank you. Our starting guard was usually like 6'5". Wow. Uh, 
I and, didn't realize you play. I knew you played football. You played basketball. Oh my thank god. Thank you. Yeah, I played basketball too. Oh, uh, amazing. No, but I was always like, oh, I'm good at basketball. I, I always thought like, I'm pretty good. I'm good in a game. Can I can be? I wasn't a starter, but I'm like. And then I thought the starters. I was like, those guys are really good. And then you realize who's going to the NBA. And there was one guy in our. Any this guy named Mark Pope who ended up on the Pacers. I've heard of him. And he might, it might as well have been uh, like a, like a 10th grader showing up to play second graders because he was so far of a way ahead of us. And I was like, Oh, this is how good you have to be. And I was like, I'm not, I need to go write fart jokes. A, <laughs> a lot of them. What did you this, play? What position? Where? What did oh, you play? I played, number, I played number four uh, because my your coach would just power put forward. Me in. You're power forward. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, but he, I, they would put me in because I was uh, the most kind of uh, out of control and I would knock people around. And so when they would need someone like that, they would put that. You're, you're put the Dennis. In. You're the Horace Grant. You're like the Dennis Rodman. That's uh, yeah. But Dennis Rodman could, you know, he was yeah. He, you know, he was a, a talented. Uh, athlete on a level that was uncanny. Whereas I would just be like, "Here I come!" I was like the uh, Kool Aid guy, and I was, uh, yeah, I would just, I would just scream "Gangway," and then I would, uh, or I would scream "Ramming Speed" right before I would drive into the, uh, into the key. But uh, no, but I remember seeing Mark Pope. He was also the nicest guy you'd ever met. But he would, he would just dunk every time he got the ball if he wanted to. It was just I, uh, it was yeah, it was great. I'll stop talking now. There you go. Joel McHale saying, quote, this guy, Mark Pope, who went ended up on the Pacers, might as well have been a 10th grader showing up to play second graders. He was so far ahead of us, unquote. Absolutely phenomenal tidbit. And that was really cool to hear. I had no idea that these two had crossed paths. Uh, maybe some of you guys did, but I did not know that. I knew that McHale grew up in the state of, of Washington, but I had no idea that Mark Pope, uh, was a, a contemporary of his on the hardwoods up there in the state of Washington in the prep scene. But Mark Pope doing great things with BYU basketball, and that was a really cool tidbit. And a uh, big thank you to m- multiple people who tweeted it out. I know guys like Mitch Harper wrote stories on it for KSLSports.com. But a really cool thing to see a guy like Joe McHale talk about how dominant Mark Pope was in the high school scene. Obviously went on to sign with the University of Washington before transferring to the University of Kentucky and, win- and winning a national title there. And now doing great things with the BYU basketball program. Uh, Cougars continue to comb the transfer portal market looking for another guard it looks like and we'll have more updates for you on that as the week progresses but that was a fun tidbit that Joe McHale might have been pushed into comedy by one the one and only Mark Pope alright that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast a big thank you to all of you for your continued support of the show it's a blast to be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports as I said follow the show on social media Facebook Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Cougars my personal Personal Twitter feed, if you so desire to weigh in, there is locked on. Uh, my personal Twitter feed, excuse me, I meant to go with the BYU email address. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, and the show email address is locked on BYU at gmail.com. Today's show has been brought to you by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, save yourself $10 off your first order with that promo code locked on. Built Bar 
Absolutely phenomenal local company here in the state of Utah. Check them out. BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on. Enjoy whatever's left of your Tuesday. We'll be back with you guys soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 19th, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow.